Thanks as always for listening. And in today's episode, Chris and I are going to discuss our initial plans for what we are going to do with the SRD for our home games, and maybe even what we want to do with the SRD for something we could try to publish and maybe make some loot off of. Who knows? Thanks for listening to Fluff and Crunch, where we talk about the connection and sometimes disconnect between system, setting, and story in tabletop RPGs. You're Chris. And you're Jeremy. That's right. And we're here to talk about the first things we want to do with the SRD. But before we get to that, we have to do, we have to, we have to honor tradition. Have you done any gaming since last we spoke? I always have that thing of trying to remember when we last spoke. I know. We don't, yeah, we, we, we don't. <laughs> Even if it was a few, I think when it's a few days ago, it's fine. It's like, was it, was it Monday? Was it I don't Thursday? remember. Anyway. Uh, we speak yes. regularly. We speak frequently, but irregularly. Yeah, so. so I can never quite remember. Uh, yes, because I played on Friday, so I definitely haven't spoken to you since then. Um, yeah, we played another, it's like I said, with Legend of the Five Rings, having played the one in the beginner box, mm-hmm. they had released a free adventure online, which carried on from that. I have to say, it, it's pretty big as well. It was like, the, the document was like 35 pages long. So considering that's like essentially a freebie. That, that's um, the adventure. Yeah, that oh, was wow. like, it was pretty hefty um it was quite railroady because brian kept making points to it it's like well yeah but it's kind of carrying on from the beginning it's literally you just go through it scene by scene kind of thing but um yeah it was good it was uh sorry we realized we realized at a certain point through it that we basically just got retconned scott's character because he was meant to be playing this tattooed monk guy but he'd won the first the tournament in the first adventure which meant he had this fancy set of ceremonial armor ceremonial armor which he then didn't wear because he was a tattooed monk. And every time they got into a fight, uh, and there was a few because they were traveling somewhere and they kept getting besieged by bandits. And he was just getting his ass handed to him because he has no armor. And he didn't seem to have any cool sort of cool monk powers, which like made his defense better or made him dodge attacks or anything like that. He was just, every time he got hit, he was taking a ton of damage. Hmm. So we were like, huh, how about we just change your character from a tattooed monk to an, like the same clan and basically the same name, but will will mean you're not attacking my... So then you can wear this kick-ass armor, so then he just doesn't take any damage at all. Um, so that seemed a bit strange. Um, but yeah, we, there was, it, was, it was good. It was mostly investigation. So it started off with like a fight, and there was a lot of sort of talking to people, investigation-y stuff, um, using all their skills. And then there was like a, a fight at the end. Uh, and, and yeah, it was, it, was, it was interesting. There was a lot more like sort of finding bits of the how the, the Legend of Five Rings sort of world works and their rules and the what you can and can't do stuff. So yeah, it was, uh, it was good. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, 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 a lot of these starter boxes that are out there now, really, they seem to come with far more than just a one session, you know, the breeziest introduction to the game, you know, this, the Star Trek adventures, um, starter box came with, uh, like a mini campaign that was in three, uh, parts and each part had a couple of scenes in it. So, I mean, you, you got a good several, four, five, six sessions, actually more than that, you, you got a lot out of it. Um, I mean, obviously the rules are limited, you know, it's just meant yeah. to introduce you to how to play the game, to give you a sense of it. So then you want to go drop money on the, the whole rule book. But I, I actually, I like these things, these, uh, these boxes there. And then of course it's nostalgic, the box. Yeah. yeah. And how about you? Well, we played our first full session of vampire. Our chronicle is called Vegas, baby, because it's <laughs> in Vegas, baby. 
it went well. Uh, and, you know, two of the three players had never played it before. And so system-wise and setting-wise, and I think obviously with with World of Darkness, especially, I mean, setting is the bigger hurdle for a new player because there's just so much information, yeah. especially as like a, uh, a semi-veteran vampire, not like an elder, but like one who's been around for a decade or two or three. There's so much world knowledge your character would have that you as the player don't. Uh, so we we worked through that, and uh, it was it was interesting actually because in planning for it, and then running it, and then following up from it, just thinking about it afterward, uh, your comments about how you know in some ways, unless you've got players who really just like I'm going to jump in and start telling my own story and making you the GM react, vampire is uh, it offers some I don't know interesting challenges. You know, it's like, you know, the, the prince is going to send you on an errand. Like, that's how almost all of these start. <laughs> Unless I had... Yeah, that's how I did it. In the past, there's a... Um, there's an adventure that they that White Wolf had published back in the, the second edition, maybe first edition, it was like 30 years ago, called Alien Hunger, wherein the characters... The, play, the characters start out as, like, embraced under really sketchy... Uh, circumstances and they they wake up in a basement of a house that's on fire and they don't know what's happened to them and nice. so that I've run that a few times it, it's quite dark and dreary but um but it's a good way to like kind of jump people into the world who know nothing about it as players yeah. because then they can be equally ignorant with their characters um, but it went well it 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 was uh, it was fun I think we've got um, three to four probably four more sessions. Uh, I dumped a a cliffhanger of sorts at the end of this first session with a a giant a a giant and um and really troublesome uh, breach of the masquerade via very very well done video that's spreading around the internet and is going to point back to Las Vegas and is going to rain down all kinds of problems on these people. So um, yeah, I got a couple more sessions. It'll make a nice buffer as we figure out um, the Dracula dossier. Use the SRD to work up more uh, coherent stats for everything in that, and then uh, we'll see what comes afterward. That sounds good. So, to the topic at hand, um, we have the SRD. We did it, and we did like seventy-one minutes on that thing. Uh, we, it's funny because when I was listening back through it, we started off like, "Well, we're not going to go into a lot of detail," and then we did. But that's all right. We want to talk about what kinds of things we want to do with it first. You know, we mentioned some things last week that we think people, including us, could do with, um, <clears throat> could do with that. Um, but what are you going to do with it? What am I going to do with it? And then what could we jointly maybe work on um, and see what we could, we could pull out of it? What are you thinking? Can we just list through all of them straight away and then we're going to pick a couple of talks. Well, why don't you just throw one at me and then I'll throw one at you. We can, it'll be like our, our best of games, worst of games. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I can know. I think one of the things to me is that I wouldn't. I'll start with what I'm not going to do first, which sounds negative, but it's not. I don't think I would want to do something which already existed in a decent fashion. So, for example, I know people will be like, do Star Wars. I'd be like, well, yeah, and it would work. But I already have a perfectly decent Star Wars game. Or either fact, there are yeah. multiple decent Star Wars games. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't feel the need to like, I'm going to rewrite the rule book. I think for me, one of the things I would want to do with this is either do a setting that exists, but the rules are terrible, or a, a, a something that there was no role-playing game for. 
Whereas like, you know, if I wanted to, yeah. I don't, but if I wanted to do say like, you know, rifts or shadow run, which have not great systems, I guess that would be something I'd be thinking about, but like, I'm not going to do either of those. Cause again, even then, no, even I, then though, they do, they do exist and it's always easier to, you know, yes, you can take set in and make up, but when in not so much the rift, but in some of those things, you know, the rules are kind of baked into it already. And so it's easy, you know, like, okay, it might be a bad game, but that already exists. So for me, if I was going to do a 2D20 thing, it's going to be for things where either it's something a bit more generic or it's a property that doesn't have an existing system at the moment, which is dodging your question, but I'll now I can come back to it. That's all right. No, I tell, but asserting like here, I'm, I'm not going to go over here. I'm not going to sink time and effort into this, then shifts attention toward where you want to. I, I agree. There's no point in reinventing the wheel. Um, but, but, but that actually gets around your answer because your answer was for which there's a decent game. Like there's no point in, I just really want to play this in two die 20. I like the system, but I really want to play it in two die 20. That's like, well, you know, why, you know, so I, um, yeah, no interest in reinventing the wheel. And also I am not going to, although, I mean, this was, I don't know, months ago I, I sat and I came, I thought and I thought and I thought about an original setting. And I have this very vague kind of vaporous notion of an original fantasy setting that every time I sit down and I try to drill down and, and make it more concrete, I, I stumble and I fall on my face. And so I'm not going to try to create some homebrew world and then modify from the SRD a set of rules from, I'm not going to, that's just like, you know, you, you, you try to take over everything, you'll end up taking over nothing. So I'm not going to go, go big ambitious um, in that respect. Now, is there something you would now? I, you, you, you tip my hand on traveler and I do want to talk about that. I just thought bit. of another, uh, that's I thought of another thing based on what you were saying to, to the not to do for the moment, but then I will actually get onto the world. It will do is that oh, we you, will. you've thought of, you've said in the past, like, you know, I'd, I'd really like to do a, you know, your classic D and D style fantasy in, in 2d20 but actually the one thing that the the srd doesn't give us loads for is that it, it, it does give us some spells so it, it puts us in the right direction but that kind of filled me like if i was wanting to do like so i don't know if you've seen it but like a week ago uh comic-con they dropped the 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 D film trailer and i saw right, that yeah, and i, was I, like, oh, I just want to play DD. and they made fun of bards <laughs> too which was good it's good because all bards yeah. must die. They all must die. Hide your daughters. Bards oh, I must just die. love the fact that they kind of yeah, they, like they literally it was a joke that his his main character is a bard and therefore he is useless. That he just <laughs> there's the line in which is so you yeah. make plans that fail and he's like uh he's like yes that's that's your job. Um, yeah. But having watched that, I was like, I really want to play D and D. Well, maybe, you know, I could play Pathfinder instead, or I could play Dungeon World. But there's kind of other things. There's, there's all these adjacent things. And another one being, oh, I could do, I could do a two D twenty game. But the thing that came back to right now, the amount of work I have to put into making a two D twenty game that replicates D and D, I'd be better off just playing D and D and putting the tweaks that I've written about on the blog for making it more like two D twenty. That would be easier. And by a similar thing, I don't think I would like try and do Elder Scrolls, partly because I don't know the Elder Scrolls world well enough, but also I still feel like they are going to do an Elder Scrolls game at some point. I just, I don't, yeah, I just don't believe me. at all when they're like, they've used kind of all of Bethesda's other properties. I just, I, and they have Elder Scrolls games like left, right, and center. I just don't believe there is not an Elder Scrolls role-playing game. Now the one I, 
somewhere yeah, in the, the one I had crossed in mind, have a look at because there's very little, but I won't because there's too little information. Is that the company that previously has only ever done Infinity, obviously the miniatures game, um, are at the moment working on a fantasy game. And it looks pretty generic fantasy, but I assume they're doing something a bit different because otherwise, you know, why bother? There's so many other fantasy right. miniatures games out there. There must be going with something else other than like, ooh, maybe if we do a fantasy game, the people that like our board games and miniatures games will play this fantasy miniatures games we're doing. Um, but that crossed my mind to her. Like, you know, clearly they are not going to be throwing a role-playing game out for this soon, but these guys were role players originally because that's where Infinity came from. Oh, maybe they will... You know, maybe this is a world that there's enough information that you could run with a, a fantasy game, but there's not so much information that like people would be like, oh, that's not started correctly. And all oh, this spell doesn't ignore all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so, yeah, that crossed my life. If I was going to do a fantasy thing and didn't want to, like you said, didn't want to do my own world from scratch, but wanted to have some sort of little bits and pieces. Um, I think it's called Warcrow, which is not a very original name. It's like, oh, let's just stick two words together. Um so I thought, yeah, maybe I'll look at that. But at the moment, it's like there's so little information. But that's something in the back of my head. I thought, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe I could, I could start working on a What kind of... Right, I could start working on the fantasy elements of a 2D20 game so that by the time there's more information, I can then start putting it with that. Of course, then it's someone else's IP, which then restricts you from actually doing stuff. But yeah, it was one of those... It was a, that was an idea. I had. That was the one idea I had for uh, maybe that's, a, that's something to think about. But that's, that was, it was a thought. See, I, I have, I've, I've got two ideas, um, two ideas that, uh, I, well, I'll say three because one of them I'm, I should be working on because like I said, this vampire, the masquerade, uh, mini campaign is, uh, is a buffer. It's a palate cleanser. Two of my players in the, the Dracula dossier game, they, they're a married couple and they have a copy of the book itself, this gonzo <laughs> version of Dracula. And one of them finished it already, and the other one is now reading it. And so I wanted to give him time to finish it, or at least read a good amount of it, so that we can actually give a go at doing this collaborative campaign that the Dracula dossier promises to you know, provide the possibility for. So I should be using the SRD to develop vampires, to develop modern-day spy thriller fitting vampires. I need to do that. I also want to look at those stealth tracks and those kinds of things so that we can use that sneaking around stuff uh, in this. But when it comes to original stuff, I have two ideas and you tip my hand on one of them. That is the bigger of the two. And then I have a, a smaller, more limited was, oh, so I'll, I'll come back to that. So yeah, one thing you just got the problem that we actually get into naming things is that one thing issue that i kind of got in my head which is why i can imagine i'll just bounce around and do nothing is that i won't let you <laughs> on the one hand i'd like to do some 2d20 stuff for existing ip but then that means i can only put that on the blog yeah i can't i can't sell it yeah which doesn't really matter to me because at the end of the day how much i'm gonna sell but i'd like to do some stuff which i don't you know so that actually sells but obviously if i'm doing stuff that sells it either has to be original or generic so that's yeah. one thing that straight away um, made me think, oh, yeah, I need to think about it. So I have got, because I just reminded, reminded me of another one. I have got sort of two, well, two slash three IPs that I would like to do stuff for. And then I've got the kind of a semi-generic thing that I would do stuff for, which I'll get to. So yeah, let's come back to yours then. Um, I'll just go for the small thing then. Okay, small thing is I want to work on, I'm interested in working on that high magic system. Because if you think about it, 
we already have two property or two systems within 2D20 that you could plug in and use pretty much right away for fantasy. You could just use Conan and replace the sorcery system with a new magic system, which would have implications for character creation. But, but I mean, the rest of the system is you're, you're good to go, you know? Um, and then you've also got, if you wanted a different kind of combat, a less fiddly bits, let fewer moving parts in combat, you've got Octoon Cthulhu, which would work fine, I think, yeah. for, uh, for, you know, ranged and melee and hand-to-hand -hand fantasy combat. And you have, you have fantasy-style monsters in both that you could use right away and thus also use as inspiration to, you know, if you wanted to convert your black dragon or something like that, you know, <laughs> from some unnamed fantasy role-playing game of, of uh, you know. Um, but just work on that high magic system, like as a module, to just be able to plug in or attach to one of those two rule sets, or even the rule, I mean, I guess it depends on the type of fantasy you want to run. If you wanted to run more of a, um, like a pulpy fantasy, I think you'd go with the Octum Cthulhu or just the rules, the, the baseline rules that are in the SRD. If you wanted to go with a little more gritty, you would, you'd go with Conan, but that's, that's my one. And that I think is limited in focus and it's clear. The objective yeah. is clear. Uh, and so I think of my two ideas, that's probably the most doable uh, in the short term. And, and, and perhaps, perhaps that could be something that once they announce their community sale program, that could be something that could, depending, could be sellable. Uh, I'll get you other one and then I'll run through mine then. Cause... Okay. My other one is Traveler, um, which would require me to become way more familiar with uh with infinity which i bought i bought the pdf of that several years ago and i read it and i read through the character creation and i went ah all this like transhuman weirdness is just not my cup of tea and so i have never played it um i've i mean i've read most of the book but not in in depth and so the i think traveler the feel of traveler leans more toward infinity but there may be some things i would want to strip out of it um and uh and i believe i don't i think that there's an srd for for traveler i think there's some kind of because the weird thing is like there are two versions of traveler out there yeah. right? there's traveler fifth edition which is like a murder weapon it's like Two, it's a two-inch thick hardback. It's a monster. And then there's the, the, the far more widely supported and far more widely played uh, Mongoose second edition, which they just released a revision for. Um, but Mongoose, I don't, I don't know what the, the relationship between them and Mark Miller, whatever his company is. Mark Miller, if you don't know, is the guy who, who created Traveler back in the 1970s. And, uh, and so... The, I don't know what the relationship, but I think there's some kind of an SRD sort. So who knows? Maybe, maybe just maybe there could be a, you know, a way to be able to actually call it Traveler and have it be based in 2D20 because Traveler, I mean, this was like 20 years ago, 22 years ago, something like that. They came out with a D20 version of Traveler, which was awful. <laughs> it, it so did not fit. Um, but uh, but I'm going to look into that. So that that's my that's my bigger, more ambitious uh, 
SRD project. So I have a little tiny one, which is develop vampires that fit in the real world, a high magic system, and then a traveler conversion that feels right. Yeah, I've kind of got the opposite. I think my two smaller ones would be IEPs, which are not so massive that they require a amount of work, but then they have to go onto the blog. And then there's a much bigger one, which is a lot larger, but it wouldn't have to be on the IP. So IP, on the IP front, one is, um, uh, the, technically the thing is just Horizons. The original game was Horizon Zero Dawn, and then it was the new one was Horizon Fit of Bin West. So this was a computer game where it's like set in the far future and the earth's been destroyed and people are like almost living... I'm not, yeah, probably kind of Stone Age, but there's some level of technology. It's not like a huge amount. But then there's all these robot creatures. So like they're animals and they're going around and people have no idea what they are. And then it turns out like these are machines that have been created to try to fix the world and they've gone wrong. So they're killing people instead. Um, but there's, it's like, there's a really cool Was this world, a video game? This was a video game, yeah. Okay. Um, it will be a TV series at some point because that's what Sony have, are doing now. They're turning their, their IP into like TV and film. Yeah, so like the Horizon world, it's a relatively simple world, like characters from a, you need monsters, which are like these robot versions of real world animals, but bigger and scarier. Um, and then you need a relatively easy set of skills because you, you know, you could just run it with sort of Conan type stuff because it is literally, you know, you don't even have the sorcery, it makes it even easier. You just literally need to be able to like craft gear and shoot. One of the main things is you need a system for like crafting better gear and you need a very detailed system for for like elemental weapon damage but that's super easy because you just have like conditions and it's the kind of thing you can do super easy with either weapon qualities or more likely weapon effect so like i played around with doing it in in fifth edition dnd thinking like there'll be a huge audience for this and did a few articles and there was like there was a very tiny audience for this it was like okay so there's no point doing this for dnd because the audience isn't there. If I'm doing it to play in, right. I'd rather do it in 2D20 because I'm going to enjoy it and I can play it with Scott and Brian. And if anybody else likes it, cool. Um, but that's the kind of thing that you could you could easily do it with the numbers filed off. Like literally, if you do not stick, the other advantage is, is that when I first saw it, I remember seeing art for this, thinking, oh, wow, it's robot dinosaurs. And actually that's because there's like one creature in it, which is basically a robot version of a T-Rex. But all of the other creatures in it are, are basically animals, which are big, large robot versions of them. And I just happen to have seen this art for the dinosaur. So it'd be very easy to go, right, I'm just going to do a, a numbers filed off version, which I will release because it's just people living in the, you don't sure. have to have the background. You can just be like, there are robot dinosaurs and there are robot animals and people live in these tribes. And you come up with your own, you know, set it in the UK instead of like West Coast of America, have different tribes, have, uh, you know, different, different monsters and then just release other stuff on the blog. So I actually could do both with that. Um, and another one similar to that, again, because it's based on video games, Assassin's Creed, which I'd forgotten about. But then I remember because you were talking about the stealth thing. Um, and this at one point was what I was thinking of using Dishonored for and then realized that the one thing that Dishonored was missing is that it had really good rules for like sneaking and stealth. But I was hoping for a whole thing of like how to create right. like a heist, like rules for like, I don't know, bad guy patrol things and like people spotting things. And a lot of that isn't in it's, in the it's SRD. not in Dishonored. It is in the yeah. SRD. There's a whole bunch of stuff about people spotting things and, and stuff like that. So that's another one. And again, that's very, you know, Assassin's Creed is really just assassins versus Templars over history, fighting over weird artifacts. Right, well, people didn't like the weird aliens of Lefty's artifact stuff anyway. If you get rid of that, it's just two organizations killing each other over time. So again, you can, you can kind of take that stuff away and put in just an assassin game between two different like cults throughout time and, and, you know, again, file the serial numbers off and, and do that. 
Um, so all it really needs is some tweak into the, like basically it needs some ga- cool assassin gadgets. It needs some organizations and rules for like having like groups of people that you hire and train and have friends and stuff, which you kind of got the supporting character rules yeah, for. Yeah, true. So again, it's something you could really easily file the serial numbers off to do it. But if you wanted to do that world, that IP, you could bolt that on. Um, and yeah, then I've got one other bigger one, which oh, you've done yours. So I guess, well, see if you can guess what, what relatively large genre, which we would require a huge amount of work to do, could I possibly be thinking of using 2D24? But if it's not fantasy and it's not sci-fi, that doesn't leave a huge amount of other genres. There are other genres beyond those two? I no. <laughs> Tell me, I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm drawing a blank. I, I, I still, I, I still want to do supers. Oh, with it because, oh, duh, 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 duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, but well, because having thought, oh, the Marvel multiverse game is going to solve all of my superheroing problems. Um, no, it didn't. It's a, it's a trade wreck. It's awful. Um, you know, it doesn't even do Marvel well, let alone doing other things. So, yeah, the other thing, because at the moment, again, I'm thinking like, right, I'd really like to play. I think the thing that's crossed my mind recently, I, there was a lot of times where, right, if I want to play like a League of Legends or a superheroes game, I need to have the same system to play with Scott and Brian that I do with Mika and Annie. And I've realized over the last weeks, no, I don't. Annie would be Annie and Mika would be quite heavy playing like a Cortex Plus based game where it's much more simple mm-hmm. and we can just do it more narratively and it will play really quickly and doesn't have all the mechanical stuff, but we can yep. just have fun. And it can be a lot more open-ended. Cortex is fine for that. I don't need loads of super detailed rules. You know, Marvel Heroic already exists. I've already started writing up from stuff and sort of tweaking Marvel Heroic to have more of the stuff I want in a Marvel game, but also tweaking it towards the thing of, I can make League of Legends characters in a rule set which can also run Marvel, and then they don't have to to learn two different rule sets because all you need is a character has you know, these are their basics and these are the cool things the characters do. That's the kind of thing that Cortex works really yeah. well on. Kind of kind of like, you know, whether a character has a really big gun is their special power or they do magic or they're well-trained, it's just dice. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. That doesn't work in 2D20 very well like that. Um, if you're going to try and do supers in 2D20, like I've seen in most, like a lot of generics, you have this problem of like, well, if a character's power is his money... Is that like a point by thing or is it, a, you know, is it an advantage like you'd have in, say, Vampire, where it's just like, well, you have three dots into resources, which means you can buy cool stuff. You have four dots in headquarters, so you have a massive yeah. building. You know, 2D20 doesn't have a system for that at the moment, but it's super easy to add in. Um, so, yeah, I'm thinking like, I, yeah, I'd like to work on a, not necessarily super, but something that can do supers, but can also do supers adjacent stuff as well, which is the problem with a lot of super games is they maybe work very well for a, like a very specific kind of supers and for other things they don't like. I was trying to do, I was having, well, I wasn't an argument. I was in a discussion with someone that the Savage World, the Savage World Supers Companions just come out. And I actually think it's pretty good for doing most supers. Where it clearly felt down is anyone that was going to rely on technology. Because I started, started, I started up Rocket Raccoon um, and he ended up costing an absolute fortune because to make all his guns as powers was crazy expensive. But then you looked at the stats of the guns I made, and they weren't any better than a standard gun yeah, you so could just you, go and buy in a shop. If you can't play the character as the character is played, or you know, in in the comics and the movies, then it's then then yeah. you've you've fallen short. Well, let me ask you so, this: what what do you um, what interests you most, and what do you think is most realistic that you could accomplish? And, and this is differentiating between activity and progress because they're not the same thing. I'm talking about progress here. 
which one interests you most of those that you've thrown out and which one do you realistically think you could make the most progress on in the short term it's awkward because i think there's things that i'd like to like do to play but then i know i'll just like churn them out quickly and it won't be fully finished because then i'll and then i'll play it and then i'll be bored of it Whereas something like supers, I know is going to take me a really long time to knock all of the different parts and get it all together working to be able to use it. Um, but it's the kind of thing you can play to, right? We're just going to, let's make this, let's see if we can make these characters and we'll play this. And then you can add on other characters, which is kind of what they did with Marvel Multiverse. They've only let you make certain characters, but yeah. So I don't know, because there's like two things which are small and then one thing which is absolutely massive and will require tons and tons and tons of work. And at the same time, I could just knock up something in Cortex, which is much quicker. And don't do it. I can also, yeah. Don't so, do it. I don't know. It's easy. It's so easy to do stuff in Cortex, which bizarrely still doesn't actually have the community content program, even though they've been promising us it for a year, which is the kind of thing that puts me off that. Um, yeah, I'd like to think of something that I could like work on over the next few weeks for when they announce their world building yeah. program but the horizon stuff i could do i think i could do like the basics of it like the crafting weapons and elemental damage i think i could do that really quickly and then i just need to do some monsters but, um i'm not actually sure i have the time to do it sure you do but, yeah i don't know you have to make time no set aside yeah, time it's, I, it's just it's, right now it's awkward but yeah um i'm sure i have time i it's it's tough because i know for a fact i have to i unless I'm going to be a sucky GM, which I don't want to be, I have to do the vampires thing. So that is something I'm committing to. Uh, I have to do that. And the other, I mean, it's, it's, it's traveler or it's high magic. And I actually think I'm going to beat on the high magic. And here's why the vampire thing is pretty limited. I'm going to use the SRD and I'm going to use existing source material. Like I'm going to look at monsters in Conan, look at monsters in Octon Cthulhu, and I'm going to come up with some balance or some, well, I'm going to come up with something based on, you know, using the SRD and the other two as inspiration to come up with some playable vampires that, that will, in my view, look and feel like the ones that, and be able to do the kinds of things that I want them to do and like fit the Knights Black Agents, D Dracula dossier kind of vibe. That's really limited in scope. Developing a high magic system is bigger, obviously, because it's mm. a whole like domain within the game itself. But that is a step further than creating a type of character and rules that surround that, that character or type of character. That's a whole different thing from a whole system. And I would rather crawl than walk than run. And so I'm going to use the vampire piece to to force myself to reread those portions of the uh, the SRD and become more familiar with them and really think about them for a purpose, not just think about them and reflect on them, but think, use them, think about them, come back to them. And then once I've done that, I will, I will move on to the, um, to the high magic system. And hopefully that would be something that, you know, we could, we could work on together. I'll throw the, uh, the, the vampire stuff at you. I would love your feedback on that. Yeah. And, um, and maybe the high magic system is something that, you know, once these, this further announcement comes out, we can say, hey, here's a, here's a way to plug in and, and have a, maybe what I would love is a, a general set of guidelines for converting, for creating your own spells, which would essentially be converting spells. If you have an idea as to how far it's supposed to reach and how much relatively it's supposed to do in terms of impact, you can create it, which then means quietly you can convert spells out of 
yeah the other game yeah i think i think i think it's creating a set of guide because it has to be guidelines it can't be exact it kind of needs to be like because you kind of got two levers like on the costs because essentially you've got like you've got cost and what it can do so a more powerful spell needs to cost more and you can see you've got two costs straight away you've got what what different way well, technically got three so you'd be like um, what level you know in terms of like learning that spell how how progress down to say a talent tree or whatever do you have to be to even get that spell? that's one um the second thing is when you cast it what difficulty is that spell to cast so obviously hard more powerful spells have a higher difficulty and then the third one is how much drain or you know fatigue whatever it costs you when you what's cast the it. impact of it on you yeah if after you cast the thing yeah and and i mean taking the 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 baseline system that's presented in that chapter seven um has the you know the difficulty and the cost but it also there are some other options there um which i i may consider so yeah that that'll be step two and i actually think that i'm going to get through the 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 vampire thing uh i'm going to tell myself that i'm going to get through it pretty quickly because I, I think it's pretty limited in scope. And and after you and I went through that NPC chapter, I start. this is where I started thinking, like, I need to do this. All the information is here for me. I don't have to just wing it. I've got something to go from. So uh, I'm going to get that done. Hope I, I, My goal is to get that done within the next couple of days. Yeah, see, that's the, that's the where I have the issue. I basically, for the next two weeks, I haven't got any time to do anything because so I've got Annie with me. Then I've got a week I can probably get quite a lot done. Then I'm on holiday for two weeks. Ooh, wee. So, well, here, here how <laughs> so about I'm this? Not... What if I work on the vampire characters and I share that with you and you give me some feedback? And since that's not something that, I mean, I guess I, I would throw that out there just as like a, I put that up on our, uh, you know, a link to a to a blog post on your site or. A Google Doc or something like that. I give that away if we make it functional. Like here's your modern day, modern day vampires. Um, I don't have a problem doing that because I mean it's clearly I, I'm I'm clearly sitting it under the Dracula dossier. I'm not going to contact Pelgrane and be like, hey, can I do a two day? I'm not going to I'm not going to want to <laughs> deal with that. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's what I'll do, and then I'll get uh, I'll get that stuff to you, and so you can glance over it and provide some feedback on it at your leisure. And then when when I when I sign off on it, at least for use in my my home game, then I will put that out there. We'll just give that away to people, and then I'll start working on the high magic system. Yeah, I mean that's what I need to think about more is like what I'm gonna do. I think the thing was is that I had ideas of stuff I could do in two D twenty. But I wasn't really. I know that they said we were going to get it this summer. I just didn't believe. It. So you didn't. You didn't because actually the, take seriously your responsibility for narrowing down your ideas because you didn't. Expect no, because I just did. Literally, didn't expect it to turn up. And then they kind of went, "It's going to be coming." And I was like, "Yeah, we'll see." And then it suddenly appeared. And then I was just like, "Whereas normally I'd be have loads of time after that. I've had an extra week of work and then been like crazy busy this weekend." As you know, watching our women win the That's European right. Championships. That's right. Yeah, in person. That, that may um, be a soccer fan for just a, a football fan for just just a moment <laughs> or three. And then, uh, and then, yeah. So now I'm kind of like, oh, I you know I need to start thinking of stuff. What 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 have I actually got the time to do? I'd really like to work on supers, but I think that'd be a really long time. What I think the kind of thing that worries me that is someone else knocks up another version of it in the time. Well, that may on be happening. I mean, you know, and and if it works yeah. so much, the better. You know. Honestly, I think the thing is that 
whatever someone else comes up with supers might not be how I want them sure. to work anyway. So it doesn't matter. I can still do mine. Like, you know, I already have an idea of how I want to do certain things that we've discussed about and how I'd set it up, you know, so even if the, how I worked powers work the same, other things might work differently. And like I said, stuff for like having characters that have gear as one of their main powers means you've got, you know, so I'd probably have a thing with like archetypes and then I would have powers and it might not all work. It's the kind of thing that needs a whole ton of play testing. So that's not the kind of thing I could just do and then just throw out there anyway, because it, it would need a bunch of work. Um, but yeah, there's certainly other things that I might do. Well, why don't... The funny thing is actually you saying, um, you saying doing modern vampires makes you think of like, I wonder if there's other modern, you know, like werewolves or other stuff like that, that'd be worth going. Well, actually, yeah, like, you know, we don't have to, because you're talking about your Dracula dossier ones where I'd be thinking more world of darkness, but actually just the idea of having, oh, like modern age monster stuff. Yeah. Maybe there's stuff I can do that. Or more likely I'll probably do some of the horizon stuff that I want. So here's what I'll do. I can do that. Quick. I will work on the vampires and I'll probably, as, as my mind spits out things, I'll work on the, I'll, I'll start coming up rereading and coming up with some ideas for that magic system and we will over the next few weeks we'll kick around those ideas and we'll finalize the vampire thing first and then we'll we'll see how the the, the magic system uh comes together the nice thing is that starting at a more on a more limited scope and then growing with each next call it like phase or sub project i think actually puts us in a good position for getting familiar with doing things with the, the the srd and ideas that yeah. we draw from it i think we'd be in a better position to do supers after having done some smaller things than just trying to jump into yeah. it and then you, you flail around get frustrated and then throw up your hands and say screw this so we're not going to do that no i think definitely everything is kind of interlinked as well into how like you can't just go oh, i'm going to come up with a bunch of superpowers yeah it, you still it's have bigger thing. That. okay that's fine if all if all the characters have superpowers it's great but the superpowers is intrinsically linked into character creation yeah. see this is what like i said again this is where generic systems fall down because they have a generic system right. character creation and then they try to go superpowers and it's like no yeah that doesn't yeah, work we need to because we need to come at it from a different angle and i think familiarity yeah, they, have, they have to work together familiarity with the srd and just this this practice of building rules to fit stories uh i think will because i have a very clear idea of like what should how should these vampires be able to behave in game and then what i have to do is then move back through the mechanics to make sense of that same thing for magic so we will get limber and up to speed so that we can then tackle the the giant four color monster called superheroes yeah and it'd be nice to know in advance of whenever they can release it how they're expecting us to use the srd because i still have this big thing like i've said to you are you going to be able to literally cut and paste stuff from the SID into, into your own document? Or will you have to write everything from scratch? Because if you do one and then it's the other one, then you've either yeah. wasted time or you've got to do a load of extra work. So it's almost kind of like, ooh, you know. Well, I think there's no that sense. That makes it awkward for working on stuff. There's no sense in trying to create something that would be a draft of an actual product. Mm. There is utility in using the srd to come up with the rules and the systems yeah. that you would then figure out a way to package yeah and that's why i think for the moment i could just write up a system and go right well let's one of the issues you have the srd is it's hard to just have things which bolt on yeah you could bolt on things to existing games but actually if you're doing like oh this is how my own world you actually do have to go through the whole oh this is how character creation works this is how combat works this is how everything works just to have one little setting because 
you can't just go, this is the basics version of it. I mean, you could write that in a list. All right, I'm using this version of attributes, this version of skills, this, and so on. You can write it out, but it'd be easy to just put that into a doc. So yeah. that, that's the other thing. But that, again, you could start off with, I, that's, my, that's my basic starting point. Now I'm going to do this extra work. That's what makes it a bit weird. Yeah. Whereas you're kind of going, right, I'm using Act Cthulhu, but here's this thing which fits on top of Act Cthulhu, um, which is that is doable. Yeah. All right. So that's what we're going to do. So I'm going to create that. I'm going to share that with you and you can look at it as time permits. Yeah. Looking at things I have time to do, reading, write a whole bunch well, of stuff. You know what though? But if you, my sense is that your familiarity with the system is if I share something with you, you read over it, you're going to be able to drop some comments on it and point out like, you forgot about this or didn't think about that or, hey, how about doing it this way? It'd be easier. That's that, providing feedback is, is that's a lot easier than, than the creation process itself. So I will do that within the I'm, next week. I'm always amazed how long writing takes. Oh, like I'll have mornings where I'll just, I'm just going to write two blog entries. This will take me 20 minutes. Nope. And then it's like three hours yep. later. And I'm like, well, I haven't done anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Writing takes a crazy amount. Yeah, it does. All right. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah. That's what we're going to put out. So, so people listening over the next few weeks, you're, you're going to get uh, samples of, of our work as we finalize it to the extent we want to finalize it. And we'll put links and uh, format it nicely so that you could take it and use it and beat on it. And when we eventually, before too long, roll out the Discord for this uh, this podcast, then people can start chit-chatting about it and telling us why our ideas are terrible or things like that. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Have a great week then. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much for listening. You can visit our show's homepage at anchor.fm slash fluff and crunch. That's F-L-U-F-F-N-C-R-U-N-C-H. We would really appreciate feedback and reviews on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. Thanks so much.